good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. Current events, local world news and training. I'm your host, Doug Cohen, in Ontario, Canada. This is Thursday at 9 p.m. April the 29th. Thank you for joining me. And we'll discuss a couple things here. Ontario announces paid sick leave program. Apparently, it's the best in North America. What is it? Thank you for joining me. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Doug. I hope so far everybody is, you know, having a good week or trying to have a good week. I know here across Ontario, I mean, it's just been really tough going. Um, We have um, doctors and nurses coming from other provinces um, here into Ontario, and I thank you for that. Um, Our military... Uh, is bringing in um, specially trained personnel also into the greater Toronto area to help uh, in the hospitals. And, you know, thank you to our our, uh, military personnel um, for coming in and uh, laying a hand here in Ontario, try to get this this spread of this COVID-19 under control. Now, Back, I guess it's now been a couple of weeks now um, that, uh, you know, Ontario, our premier was going to be, you know, announcing um, that the paid sick leave is coming and it's going to be the best like no one's ever seen. The best in North America, he says. So that put a lot of people on the edge on the edge of their chairs. You know, the ears propped up and thinking, oh man, we're gonna have the best sick pay benefit in North America. You know, after he, you know, announced, you know, um, the mistakes he made and he takes he takes the full brunt of it. And that and and doing whatever. So everybody's waiting, and we've been waiting to find out, you know, what's it what's it gonna be. And that so you know the announcement comes and under a lot of pressure too, you know. Um, right now, I mean all all kinds of groups out there, you know, are really throwing the screws into the conservative government here in Ontario. We're really picking them apart. And I mean, they, they do look bad. They really do. And, um, you know, they said they're, they're ready to announce and, and uh, will deliver its own paid sick leave program to help curb the spread of the 
COVID-19 transmissions in essential workplaces. And that, so he says, if it gets passed, um, we'll require employers to pay workers up to $200 per day for up to three days if they are feeling sick or need to get vaccinated. Well, is it $200 a day or is it up to $200 a day? Now, they did pass it, ladies and gentlemen. They did pass in the House of Commons. And it seems like the, like the, the, the conservative jump uh, uh, government, you know, is like ecstatic about it. Like they're jumping up and down like it's Christmas morning. As they come up with, with a solution, with a solution. People have been calling us sick benefits for, for a very long time. And the government just keep pushing it off and pushing it off. Now, is it, you know, partial to blame, you know, for this third wave that Ontario is seeing in, in with COVID-19? Along with, you know, bad luck being at the wrong, you know, being at the wrong place at the wrong time or just simply bad behavior of getting COVID-19. And the other thing is that people not being able to take time off of work and going into work not feeling well and spreading COVID-19. So all these things playing a factor is, is my perspective on how it's playing, playing a factor in this third wave. And of course, with our openings and our closes and our openings and our closes of how we, the, the government implemented these color codes and, you know, each region, you know, will open up, you know, if the numbers are good and others will stay shut down if they're not and so on and so forth. It didn't seem to be working. Didn't seem to be working at all. But the cries out from, you know, um, health doctors, our top doctors here in Ontario and um, workplace advocates and special groups calling on the provincial government to get sick pay for those who need it. And this probably would have, we would not be in this, you know, situation where we are right now here in Ontario with the case rise that we have seen. You're near, nearly up to 5,000, nearly up to 5,000 cases a day. Now it's come down, you know, in the last week, week and a half, but it's not down, it's not nearly as close as down where we want it. We have to get this, you know, well under a thousand cases, well under a thousand cases. You know, today's the 28th of April. 
Saturday's the 1st of May. So that gives us 22 days to see these cases just fall off the planet. Now, 22 days is the long weekend here across Canada, Ontario. Will that happen? My personal opinion on that is probably not. I wouldn't be packing my bags just yet to go to the cottage. Now, vaccines are ramping up. You know, are we going to get enough needles in the arms, you know, leading up to the long weekend that, you know, we can open safely for the long weekend? I don't see it. I really don't see it. This sick benefit that the government, Ontario government has brought in three day pace, uh, three days pay uh, for, for workers who otherwise, you know, would have to wait on the other monies from the federal governments, how long it takes to, um, you know, to apply for it, how long it takes before it gets to your bank account, um, 450 a week for up to four weeks, but they have to keep reading apply for it. Now, this is the federal government, um, The benefit that they have for people who um, otherwise have to self isolate have to um, self isolate due to COVID nineteen, and um, says here for the Canadian Recovery Sick Benefit, it says if you're eligible for the Canadian Recovery Sick Benefit, you can receive five hundred dollars or four hundred fifty after tax is withheld for a one week period. The provincial sick pay now says up to $200, right? How this is gonna work is that the employer pays the employee and then the, the employer can get the money back through the WSIB. Now, is it gonna be $200 or is it gonna be up to $200? It says up to $200. So they get it for three days. They have to apply for the Canadian Recovery Sick Benefit from the federal government. And you can get that for a one week period. So say that's 650 for the week. You know, what about the next three days? There'll be three days of pay they're not gonna get. 
hopefully they're recovered by the time that happens. But generally, you know, with this COVID going around, these variants going around, who knows, ladies and gentlemen? You know, people recover at different times. Some people, do, they, they spend weeks on end in the hospital fighting this virus. And in the meantime, who's going to be paying the bills? Who's going to keep reapplying for them to make sure they get the money? You know, they do have a, a, a lot of, um, you know, benefits for um, Canadians. It's one thing I can say about the Canadian government is that, you know, they did um, step up and, and help financially. And, um, you know, that was really good. You know, it had the emergency recovery benefit and all, all different types of benefits for people, for self-employed as well. They had benefits. Even wage, uh, uh, they offered uh, monies to employers um, for wages so they can play, they can pay their employees as well. But this, you know, there's just been so much um, kickback about this paid paid sick program. I mean, Doug Ford comes out and 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 just hypes this up. You know, oh, this is going to be the best in North America, the very best. I think there's another province working on. It. I think it's BC. Uh, working on sick benefits. I don't know, maybe we'll wait and see what Ontario is going to do. And we'll have to wait to see. Um, I think it was BC. We'll have to wait to see what kind of benefits, their sick benefits are going to come up for their um, essential workers. You know, this really affects low low wage workers, ladies and gentlemen. Really affects them and other businesses that don't have sick pay or, or whatever like that because you know that they're not in a union where unions are they going to get they have they have so many sick days they can take throughout the year and be paid for it now i've heard of people you know not even sick and taking these days off you know because they can because you know they got to use up their sick days and they get paid for it. Now, three paid sick days. You know, the opposition parties supported the legislation. They also called on the government to increase the support to a minimum of 10 days, citing the advice of public health experts. So they say the length of time it takes for an individual to get tested, to get in the clear, to potentially isolate 
all of this is how <clears throat> we have landed on the number on the number 10 the liberal leader said the ndb leader said the bill is a pitifully inadequate solution to address the issues faced by frontline workers on a daily basis Well, I guess it's something. Because the, the, the provincial government wasn't gonna budge. They weren't gonna they weren't gonna bring in sick benefits. And now they are. You know, with it with, with you know, with everything that's going on and you know, the hospitals, ICUs being overwhelmed. And people hollering at the government to do something to help essential workers who otherwise don't have access to sick pay. coming out on national TV, apologizing for, for his mistakes, said he being a big mistake. Does this come too late? Because it certainly didn't come quick enough. Could we have prevented this third wave that we are in right now? Potentially, we could have prevented this third wave we're in right now if we had the sick benefits in place. But the Ontario government had not wanted to do that, period. They can get their money from the federal government. They can get their sick pay from the federal government. They don't want over any overlaps, they said. Didn't listen, didn't listen, didn't listen. I guess this is what it is. This is the best sick pay. This is the best sick pay benefit in North America, ladies and gentlemen. Three days pay. We'll wait to see what other provinces do to help curve the spread of COVID-19 for their essential workers, for individuals who don't have access to sick pay from their employers. See if any other provinces can come up with a sick pay that is actually the best in North America, because this one isn't. So far, it's the only one like it in Canada. So I hope they don't hype this up and say, oh yeah, we've got the best paid sick benefits here in Canada, right here in Ontario. Because there potentially be a province will come along and just outdo you.
I'll wait to see what that happens and who's going to do it. I think it was going to be out there in BC because, you know, they're struggling too. Alberta, Manitoba. I think it was New Brunswick. I think it was New Brunswick. Uh, who just went into a 14, 14 day lockdown. I'd have to double check on that and make any corrections on that on my next episode. We'll have to wait and see what happens. I don't know. But um, here in Ontario, I'm going to ask all my fellow Canadians here in Ontario. Do you think that this sick pay is adequate enough? Do you think it has come too late? And should have we have done this from the get-go? That's my question to my fellow Canadians here in Ontario. Hopefully you listen, hopefully you can come on the show and answer that question. I'd like to hear from you. Now, our cases um, have come down, you know, they have from, you know, a couple of weeks back of being got around 4,800, 4,800 cases a day. And, you know, reporting, you know, somewhere, uh, got around 35, somewhere around there where we are now. It seems to be cresting, but, you know, that's just remain seeing, you know, so... We'll have to see, ladies and gentlemen, because they're talking about, you know, by the end of May, anybody 18 and older will be able to get a vaccine. The conservative leader in the federal government would like to see it by the 20th of May or the 24th of May, the long two, four weekend. This depends on the rollout. This is, see, the military is in charge of the logistics of the doses, the vaccines being delivered all over Canada. The government buys the vaccines. But of course, we know that, you know, we have been stung a, 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 a couple times. I was going to say a few times. We've been stung a couple times, you know, by Pfizer and Moderna, you know, for whatever reasons. You know, Pfizer seems to be stepping up. Hopefully, uh, the Moderna vaccine will be, you know, stepping up, you know, their promises. You know, we have purchased the vaccines. We've paid the money. 
you know, but running into bumps, you know, what, what, I mean, what, what, what do we want the federal government to do when we're running into bumps from that is not even in their control? You know, Pfizer, you know, had to, you know, slow vaccines coming into Canada because they needed to, in other countries, because they needed to upgrade a facility. Everybody's hollering at the prime minister. Pointing at the prime minister saying it's his fault. You know, for not getting these vaccines in here, stuff like that. But... Pfizer's made out to look like the good guy, even though, you know, they're the ones who slowed the, the deliveries of vaccines because they needed an upgrade of facility. How you doing? I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. Now, just before you came out here, um, here in Ontario, um, you may or not know, but doctors and, and um, special interest groups and everything's always been on calling on the Ontario government to introduce sick pay for our essential workers who otherwise don't have those sort of benefits and going have to make it a choice to you know stay home sick or go to work you know to pay the bills you know because a lot of people a lot of essential workers um you know, live paycheck to paycheck, a minimum wage. And they need to get, they need to go to work. And the Ontario government has always said, no, we're not going to do anything with sick benefits. They, they get the money from the federal government and so on forth, so forth. And this bickering has been going back and forth for months on end. To now, you know, where the point that, you know, this, this, we just had like an, just an, an explosion in outbreaks. And the hardest hit area is the greatest, uh, is the greater Toronto area. And always has been. I mean, Toronto, the greater Toronto area is the hub of the economy. For Ontario. The greater Toronto area, you know, is the capital, is the capital of, of Ontario, where Ottawa is the capital of Canada. The emergency, the, the, the hospitals, the ICUs, ha, ha, you know, they're being overrun. We have specialized units, um, personnel coming in from our military who is able to work in the ICUs. We have doctors and nurses coming from other provinces into the greater Toronto area, into this hotspot in order to help to get it under control. The provincial government has been under fire for months on end to get sick benefits out to people who need them 
so they don't have to go into work sick and they don't have to worry about losing a day's pay. Then a couple of weeks ago, our premier comes out on national TV and, you know, uh, because we're in another third lockdown of state of emergency. And he, like he closed all outdoor amenities. And this is not what the science table wanted. This is not what the top doctors wanted that sits on the table to discuss what needs to be done. This is, they didn't want, you know, people's, you know, mental health to be deterring any more than already is. And you take away all the outdoor amenities. Ontario, Canada is the only place in North America you cannot play golf. But the only thing the government did here in Ontario is, is the very next day is turn around because of public outcry. Open up the playgrounds for the kids. Called off the dogs because, oh, he was given special powers to the police that they can stop anybody on the sidewalk or anybody driving their car. They ask you why you left your home and where you're going. That was a huge mistake. And then being in front of the national, being on TV in front of the public, apologizing, you know, how he made these mistakes. And, 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 and the weight is all on his shoulders. Well, but we're working on a sick benefit, he says. It's going to be like no one's ever seen before. It's going to be the best in North America. They're going to give the essential workers three days pay. Three days pay. Now it's going to go through the employer. So the employer has to pay the worker three days pay. And then they can get their money back through the WSIB. Is this too little too late? Will this help down the road potentially it could help down the road but three days pay so if a worker feels that they were you know subject you know that they may have come in contact with somebody with covid they'd have to get tested so the, you know, that takes, could take up to three days. If they, te- if they test negative, great. They didn't lose a day's pay to come back to work. Now they test positive. They're going to get those three days and then they have to apply to the federal government for sick pay. And that could take several days. 
So there could be like another three days to four days where they're not going to have, you know, any money. And, and as people well know that if people, you know, working for minimum wage, you're living from paycheck to paycheck. Some are even living beyond their means. Agencies all across Ontario, the opposition parties, even businesses here in London, Ontario are saying three days pay is not enough. If you test positive, you're off for another 10 days. You know, the government should just be paying it. You know that? We pay taxes. A hard-earned dollar that we go to make every single day, we pay taxes. This is what we pay taxes for. Yes, we have a healthcare system here in Canada, here in Ontario, you know. But you know what? We've just seen how fragile it really is. how patients have to be moved to other hospitals because that ICU is full and the patient doesn't even have a say. You know, do, if it, it doesn't even, if, if that hospital is not just down the street, but potentially even into another province, if need be. We shouldn't even be in this situation. Our Premier of Ontario has been coming under fire and being bombarded from all types of groups out there. Doctors, businesses, and calling for this for a long time. And now somehow this is supposed to be, because they said, oh, this is going to be the best in North America. This is going to be the best paid sick benefits in North America. And then they come back and say, yeah, we're going to do it. It's going to be for three days. And it's so far, it's the best in Canada. Not North America, as they said it would be, the best in North America. Other provinces are looking on doing sick benefits for the uh, essential workers. And I'm sure a province is going to come along and do one better and make the Ontario gover government look really stupid. And as everybody knows, I mean, we're human beings, right? We make mistakes. But a mistake like this, not introducing sick pay, you know, that's just, now that's really stupid.
how much of this could we have prevented if we if the if the provincial government had just stepped up and said yeah we'll do sick benefit you know because before this before this ontario government came into power back in 2018 the liberal party introduced sick benefits and then when this party came in the conservative party comes in in 2018 they chopped that off the blocks so there'd be no sick benefits for those who can't who, who, who for those who wouldn't have sick benefits at work of course we're not going to see into the future you know uh you know a year and a bit later, here we are in a pandemic. This is our third shutdown, our third lockdown. Stay-at-home orders, state of emergency. How much of this could have been avoided if the provincial government had just stepped up like everybody asked them to do and introduced a sick pay? absolutely ridiculous that people make a minimum wage have to make a decision whether to go into work or not you know weigh the pros and cons how many days am i going to lose you know if i am sick well you're going to lose 14 days pay well you won't lose that much money i mean you have to you'll get money from the government but that takes time right Yeah, you know, it should have been it should have been common sense. You're absolutely right. That sick pay should have been common sense. And and you know, the provincial government didn't have the common sense. Top doctors in, in, in this province, healthcare professionals all over the place are calling on the government to do the right thing. And finally now they're doing it. Right? So the thing here is they're going to do it, right? Up to three days. And then the employee, you know, uh, will have, if they, if they are sick, you know, then they'll have to apply to, uh, apply to the federal government um, to um, get $450 a week from them. But, you know, when you're down with COVID, you know, you're going to be down 10 days. And now you've already been off three days with pay. So that's 13 days. And each week to get the, the money from the, you have to apply for the, uh, the federal funds once a week. But people are calling on that this should be at least five days pay. At least five. Because there's going to be, you know, a couple of days in there where you're not going to get paid. So, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, sometimes things come too late, right? 
Well, you know, this, what happens with, with this is that, you know, you know, double pay, you know, seven days minimum, you know, um, the employers, you know, are going to pay this to their employees and then they can get this money back through, uh, the WSIB. Now, considering that, you know, No, it's not stingy. You know, I think, I just think that the government should have just done this a while back. You know, it's cheaper to pay somebody to stay home than it is to overwhelm the healthcare system. To overwhelm the ICUs. It's cheaper to pay them to stay home. Now, with more vaccines coming, you know, by the end, uh, they're saying by the end of May, anybody the age of 18 and older will be able to get vaccinated here in Ontario. Which is a good thing. You know, the more vaccines we get in the arms, you know, the better, you know, you know, the better we're going to, we'll be off, but it's still going to take some time because our numbers are just so high right now. And like I said earlier, you know, in just 22 days is the first long weekend that, you know, that kicks off summertime fun. If these numbers stay you know, 4,000 or more cases per day, people will not be able to go to their cottage. Right? People won't be able to go to their cottage, which is just would be really terrible, you know? Because these small communities in cottage country, they don't want hundreds and hundreds of people pouring into there if our numbers are really high. They don't have the capacity to take people into their in, into their hospital. You know, they don't have hospitals in small communities. They have hospitals in big cities. So if people really want to be able to get away, then, you know, we all got to do our part too. Right? Like following the rules. Social distance, wear a mask, don't gather in large crowds. As they've been saying every single day, this has been driven into your brain since day one. Right? This is what we need to do. I mean, we have to be part of the solution too. Right? And, and, the, majority of, and the majority of us are part of the solution, are doing the things we're supposed to be doing. But what's, what, what is driving it? What is driving these cases up? Bad luck? Being at the wrong place at the wrong time? You know, misbehaving? Government not providing, the Ontario government uh, not providing sick pay? 
It's just, it could be a hundred different things, ladies and gentlemen, what's driving these numbers up. You know, we can't put a finger on any one, right? So we just have to just stand fast, I guess, and, and do what we need to do, right? I've always said this on my podcast too, and, and, and people know this, is that we're all in this together. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. We're all in this together. We all have to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Hopefully by summertime, we will have more normalcy here across Canada. You know, everybody's got bills. We all got to pay them. You're right. You're absolutely right. So hopefully by the summer, you know, we're in a better place. And we keep getting to that better place. Where are you from, Clifford? North Carolina, so you're in the United States. You know, here in Canada, the federal government has put out um, uh, quite a bit of, um, let me see what I, let me see what I had here. I I had pulled something up here earlier. And then um, I don't know what happened to it. Where did it go here? This might be it here. Because I thought I had everything here. And so, anyways, the one, the one uh, for, from the federal government is the Canada Recovery Sickness Benefit. Right. And at the start of this pandemic, we had it was a, it was the uh, a Canada uh, recovery uh, benefit as well. Right. So people were getting five hundred dollars a week and then people were switched over to EI. Canada has always had this recovery sickness benefit, you know, five hundred dollars a week. You know. So, and they, and they've, and they had other benefits for um, self-employed, um, um, helping um, employers uh, uh, wage top-up benefits and everything. So what is the $500 a week? Well, I mean, people, you know, when, when we went into that initial lockdown, you know, back last March, you know, Everybody's out of work. And um, for those who needed it, I mean, that really helped. It helped a lot. I mean, it's $2,000 a month. You know, minimum wage, minimum wage, you know, if you got 25 hours a week, you you wouldn't take home $400. So, you know, that, that helped. And then the other benefits that, that uh, Canada, one thing with Canada 
did here um, to help Canadians is they put money in their pocket and it wasn't just a one-time thing. I mean, how many, I mean, do you have in the United States, Clifford, I mean, um, back when Trump was president and um, you got some money sent out to you, was that just like a one-time payment? Then you just had to fend for yourself. You know, you you got something like fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah, basically that's what happened, right? Not here in Canada. These benefits have been going on right from the get-go. They haven't stopped. You know, and then then what about you know when Joe Biden comes in? Um, I think again, you know, he got that money out to people. Is that just like a one-time payment as well? Yes, the same. Yeah, see, I mean that would might that might cover some back bills and then maybe some of your rent that you got behind on, you know, and you and you didn't and you didn't get a penny. I mean that doesn't make sense. I mean anybody who was eligible for these benefits that the Canadian government um, put forward, they got money. You know, people, you know, like, you know, like Clifford here, you know, people, you know, we need to understand, you know, uh, the trials and tribulations that people go through. And, you know, um, the hardships, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. Well, that's, well, if you, if you make, yeah, if you made a hundred, if you make 122 K a year, you know, you know, they didn't, um, you know, for our essential workers, um, uh, middle-class workers, um, uh, and stuff like that got paid. Yeah, I got, I can, I can understand, you know, people making, you know, making 60K a year, but you know, 60K a year these days don't go that far either. You know, not anymore the way things are going up, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, but what about uh, for, um, did they, you know, help employers, um, you know, uh, did, did they give them a, 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 an employee wage benefit? You know, or an employer or an employer wage benefit? You know, did any of the employers get anything like that from the government, from the, from the United States government? Because they were that, they were doing this here. But our programs... You know, it wasn't just a one-time payment to people. You know, these programs have continues from day one and they will continue as long as they need to. You 
Yeah. Tell us to uh, tell us just to sell cheaper and give us bonuses to make up the difference. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, I don't know. I mean, it was in the best interest of the Ontario government, you know, to um, finally step up, step up and do something. And the premier of Ontario, I mean, he's getting a lot of pushback. So he's getting a lot of static. You know, you know, it's, it's, it's funny though, that when people say, you know, we have, um, free healthcare here in Canada and I got and, and you know, I, I gotta say to you that, um, it's not free. You know, yeah, we pay through our taxes. So it's like an advance payment, right? So the healthcare is not free here in Canada. So yes, I don't have to, I don't have a copay when I see my family doctor, you know, I don't, you know, I walk into a hospital and, you know, to get stitches, or, you know, get my arm put back in place because I broke it, you know. I don't have to pay for anything like that, right? Because I already did. I already paid for it. Paid every time I get paid. All the taxes that goes to the province, all the taxes I pay to the federal government, right? So it's not free, you know, and that's, you know, and you're right. And, and, and you should have that. You should absolutely have that, you know, a country like the United States of America, you know, home of the free home of the brave. Absolutely. You should have that. Absolutely. You should. In a democracy, absolutely. You know, what is, I mean, what is, you know, I mean, Americans pay taxes too, right? Everybody's paid taxes. So what is the government doing with the money? You know, they're not putting it into one big pool. No, you have to go buy your health care. You have to go to an insurance company and buy your health care. Yeah, that's right. You find your government and that's all. That's what it seems like. You know, it's, you know, you're not the first one to say that neither. And what I hear, you know, or what I've heard, you know, and, and it's funny though, you know, when I, when I used to go over, when I used to cross the border. Yeah. Yeah. When I used to cross the border trucking, you know, go, Oh, you're from Canada. Oh yeah. The country's got free health care. 
you know, it's, it's not free, man. You know, it's not. You know, everybody pays into it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no politicians, average Joe making 50 to 60K a year. Nobody. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. So I'm hoping now, you know, um, the Ontario government, you know, is getting the message loud and clear that, you know, we're just not going to tolerate it anymore. So, well, you know what, the, the, that's the truth too. We need, you know, we need younger people to, to get into politics and, you know, it's a new era, right? Because yeah, you know what? You're right. You're absolutely, you, you are absolutely right about that, you know? So, but I mean, our, our, I mean, our prime minister of Canada is younger than I am. He's in his forties. I'm in my late fifties. So, but we do need younger people. We really do not young, younger people to get into politics out with the old and in with the new. Hopefully they do a better job. That's what we want, right? That's what we expect, right? We expect them to do the right things with our tax dollars that we pay every single year that, you know, to, to have things that we need. Yeah, that's true too. That's absolutely true. You can't, you can't compete with someone with unlimited funds for TV ads. Yeah, that's right. I mean, shouldn't that money be diverted somewhere else? <laughs> you know, like help the people in the United States, you know, a one-time payment didn't fix the financial problem, right? A one-time payment didn't fix the financial problems that people are having. Now, not all of the United States is open for business. Canada, basically, I can, I can honestly tell you, we're not open, period. We're just not. The entire country isn't. It's not a place to travel. Right? We've banned, we banned air travel, international air travel from Pakistan and India. And governments and healthcare officials, and, you know, are calling on the federal government here in Canada to ban all flights from all nations into Canada until we get a handle on this. We'll have to wait to see what happens because like I said earlier that, you know, in, in a matter of 22 days is the first long weekend to kick off the summertime. And I'm saying to my fellow Canadians across Canada and Ontario, don't be packing your bags just yet. You're going to be, take a good long look in your backyard 
because that's where you're going to be spending it until we get these numbers down. And that's unfortunate. Punisher, come back on the show. Thank you for joining me. Clifford's been on my show too before. I do remember you. Oh, you know, um, I do remember you, right? So Punisher's on here. Punisher, I was out here um, talking about that, you know, um, I think you, I think you're listening to my other show there where I mentioned that uh, the Ontario government was looking into sick benefits um, for the essential workers and that the, you know, premier is saying, oh, this is going to be the best, the best sick pay benefit in North America. Well, they did come up with some sick pay, $200 for three days. So I guess that's better than nothing. You know, $200 for three days sick pay. $200 a day for three days. That's what the Ontario government came up with. But Canadians can still apply for the Canada Recovery Sickness Benefit which is $500 a week. It is chump change, you know? So what we want to try to do, like I said before, is what they were calling for and to prevent, you know, workers from having to go to work not feeling well because they can't afford to lose a paycheck which is partially, you know, driving these cases upward. You know, it's not just one one thing you can point a finger on and say, this is driving the numbers up. And this is, you know, it's a whole different types of, of, of things happening all at one time that is driving these cases up. You know, we are almost up over 5,000 cases a day. That's just here in Ontario. Now it's down around 3,500 cases a day. But could this benefit be, you know, was this too little too late? Could we have, you know, you know, scaved this off? Could we have prevented this? Could we have prevented this third lockdown? Stay at home or stay at home, state of emergency. Could we have prevented this third one? If the government had just listened in the first place and implemented a sick benefit so that people didn't have to worry for at least three days that they weren't gonna get paid and you know they would stay home. But like I said, there's lots of things that are driving this pandemic. It's not just people going into work sick. There's so many things at play all at one time. We have nurses and doctors that came from uh, 
um, Newfoundland, out on the East Coast, specially trained doctors and nurses to to assist in the heart in the in the in the areas of the Greater Toronto area. Our military personnel, specially trained medical personnel of our military, is also coming into the Greater Toronto area to help in the hospitals, in the ICUs. And um, just uh, recently, the government has announced that um, by the end of May, that anyone 18 and older will be able to get a vaccine whether it's Johnson Johnson, Pfizer, Moderna, whatever the case may be. Now on the federal side of it all, uh, the opposition was hoping it would be by the 24th of May that anybody over the age of 18 would be able to get a vaccine. Here in the city of London, any doses that we were going to be getting here, some of those doses were redirected to the hot spots in the greater Toronto area. So it's going to put a little slowdown here in the city where I live. So, you know, we can't, you know, we can't keep throwing water on a gasoline fire because it doesn't put it out. It just keeps spreading. And that's what's been happening across Ontario. The greater Toronto area, like the uh, the Peel region, Mississauga, the city of Toronto, York regions, they've been in lockdown since November, 2020. And as we're doing these reopenings, you know, different areas, you know, they got to reopening with a certain capacity inside and outdoors and, and so on and so forth, where that region stayed in lockdown. The color code reopening was a failure. If they're going to use color codes, the, the, the green, the orange, uh, the yellow, the red, the gray lockdown. The only way that's going to work is that you, if you're going to move a region into, you know, let's say the red restrict, meaning that you can only know when you have 10 people in a restaurant, but all of Ontario would have to be in that same color. We can't loosen more restrictions for another re region just because they have less numbers because the restricted areas are going to go to those regions. And that was part of a problem, right? We can't just put one, a finger on, on, on just say one problem and say, oh, that's what's driving it. You know, it's a lot of different wheels turning everywhere that is driving the increase of the numbers of cases.
you know, the, and you know, like, a, you know, the government taking responsibility of Doug Ford, the premier is like, you know, crying on national TV and wetting his pants and I'm sorry, I messed up. You know, it doesn't sit well, ladies and gentlemen, it just does not sit well. Especially if you're a politician, because in another year, he's up for re-election and I can't see him getting a second term. You know, he started out really well, honest, he did. And during the start of this pandemic, and he's just slowly, 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 slowly have fallen apart. And then only doing something when people yell loud enough to say enough is enough. You need to do something right now or resign. Now we'll see how this is going to play out in the next few weeks, ladies and gentlemen, with the sick benefit that they, they've, they're offering. We'll see if that's too little, too late. In a couple of weeks, we'll, we'll tell that story. Whether it's going to work or not, or whether it's just going to be another failure on behalf of the Ontario government. Have to wait and see. So one other uh, thing I wanted to talk about. Now, a while back, um, well, <laughs> we're going back before Christmas, I think now. Um, I had a, um, a co-host doing a couple uh, of shows with me and hoping that, he, you know, he would um, continue on. And then, I don't know, maybe lost interest. I don't know my youngest brother and uh you know we talked about it here and there and, and stuff like that and i you know i've been carrying you know i've been carrying the show well over a year you know 15 months or something like that now you know and that and um We've been talking about it, you know, having him come back as a co-host and um, we're probably going to try something around the 8th. Now he won't be here um, like in the little mini studio um, because we can't have um, visitors from other households into our homes right now. So he'll be doing it from his place, you know, on his held hand device and his, his earphones and that until we can, uh, until we can uh, get back, you know, having family over, having friends over whenever that might be. So, you know, I got a, a mic, another microphone sitting here without a co-host and headphones. So I think on the 8th of May, um, 
he'll be joining us and that gives us time to you know to to shoot the breeze and and uh figure out some topics to talk about and and uh get that content out there and hope everybody enjoys it as much as they enjoy my episodes now that i'm anchoring myself so that's you know still another week away and uh we'll see how it goes from there and that so that'd be good you know i was having somebody else you know carry on the conversation and stuff like that i mean i don't mind talking i could could talk all day long but but for now ladies and gentlemen i am going to call it a night 10 14. i get up early for work so i gotta get all the beauty sleep i can so i can have a normal day tomorrow so thank you for joining me clifford thank you for joining me punisher and as always i'll be back out here saturday morning at uh 9 a.m and again sunday morning at 9 a.m and i'm thinking um i used to do i used to do the monday morning show coffee with you um but i'm gonna do that monday evenings at 9 p.m so hope you can join me for that as well but thank you for taking the time out of your evening uh, to join me here on the Tucker's podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Take care, be safe out there, and thank you.